0: You're listening to the home Staging Show podcast, I'm your host, Cindy Lin. This is a show where we talk about all things real estate, home staging and selling your home to live and to sell. Welcome back to the show. This is episode 123. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of The Homesaging Show. So today on the show, I have one of our winners from the International Homesaging Awards last year. Her name is Anna Vilmain. Her category was the best vacant homesaging, and it was a gorgeous house in the countryside of South Sardinia in Italy. So it's a really different aesthetic than what we're usually seeing staging is like in North America and in Europe as well. And I think this is one of the most exciting things about hosting a Home Staging Awards for international audience, is being able to see how staging is different from country to country. Anna was born in a family of artisans and does always have a deep curiosity about the functional design, especially when it comes to interior design. Even if her career was related to the diplomatic area, she periodically turns back to her artistic origins. Her aesthetics and her vision was formed in the art college where her mother was a teacher. And later, she took a chance to spend a year in Denmark creating jewelry design. And after moving to Sardinia in Italy and starting a family, she started to study architecture at a local college as well. At this point, she's still continuing her professional growth doing different kinds of styling, including window decorations. Nevertheless, her one true love is home staging, especially for historical places where you have to exalt the existing elements underlying the true value of proportions and forms. So I'm really excited to have Anna on the show today to talk about her process and what it's like to stage in Italy. And don't forget, SagerCon Retreat is this weekend. If you have not signed up yet, definitely sign up right now. You can go to SagerCon.com or go to SagerCon.com slash podcast and click on the episode to access the show notes to find the link to sign up. For this SagerCon Retreat edition, I wanted to be a little bit more intimate so, you're going to meet all of our stage more team members, all four of us, and we have four workshops plus four live QA sessions for you. So, we're going to talk about social media, logistics, workflows, buying inventory, and also pricing proposals as well. As usual, you'll be free to attend. You will have 20 hours to watch a replay. So we're gonna be sending out all these details through emails to you to remind you to attend the classes, but also to watch a replay before it comes down. So make sure that you sign up in advance so you can get all the details and not miss anything. All right, I cannot wait to see you live at StagerCon retreat this weekend. So make sure you come on or at least say hello in the comment during the replay period. I would love to see you. All right, without further ado, let's start the show. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm super excited. Oh, thank you. And congratulations on the awards. I was actually really excited when I saw your entry and especially you won because so I was just like oh my god this is truly amazing because the design aesthetic is so different in Europe and I love the house that you won the award with and I was just like we're gonna tie because you guys had the same score I can't do another vote for the jury we're just gonna tie it and that's great I do want to showcase as many talented sagers from around the world as possible and that's why we're doing these awards is to let people see it's also kind Kind of like an educational tool, like home sellers, can you know, they can really see the difference after mm-hmm. staging?
1: No, it's an amazing thing that you are doing, especially this connecting people, because nowadays it's so important to see other places, especially with Pinterest and Instagram. Everything tends to get so similar and so trendy, and at the same time, you know, losing the actuality and the point. And I find that the Context is extremely important, where you are, the um, traditions, materials, and so on. I think maybe even my second bachelor in architecture has a huge impact on the way how I see the things, what I do. I try to, at first, it's about functionality and the way that it would look, that it's as a part of context, as a part of place, town, um, area where it is, even of the street. Maybe it's exaggerated, but I think people, especially the ones who feel connected with the place, they uh, notice it with a heart, maybe not visually, they are not immediately able to individuate the details what is this that makes them feel like home or so but if there is a home buyer from the local area if there is a home buyer maybe even from international area because sardinia is very popular as a vacancy
0: vacation rental yeah
1: Uh, yeah exactly and so the people who who are looking for something specific there they know what they are looking for and they definitely want something that is characteristic to Sardinia, to the place. Maybe they have parents there, maybe their ancestors or something like that. And also they have this very strong connection and they perceive it. So that's the point about context, <laughs> the first, always, and most important.
0: No, I really agree with that. And I think a lot of times when we buy things, it's an instinct. You see it in the shop, you're like, that's it. And same thing with the yeah. home, really, because you live in it. You go home after work or you are work from home or, you know, you spend a great deal of time in your home, especially now with COVID. And mm-hmm. that process really is an emotional process. That's what I love exactly. about your staging, actually, because it feels really layered. There's definitely that atmosphere and really the lifestyle aspect of it, which we'll talk about later on in the questions. It just really feels really different compared to the typical kind of the staging look that we see. So I thought that was a really, really great project to have actually and feature.
1: No, thank you. Well, I think the process itself, you have to take every new home as a task, as a project. And while I think, while I draw sketches, I usually start with one sketch as if it would be a photo already. And then I'm drawing the room, the space, the windows that are there and what fits in, the forms, the colors. And What you said, I, exactly, it's about feeling home. But sometimes it's hard to identify what this exactly and for every person be something different that makes him feel like home or to buy this or that thing it's very individual a huge part about memories about your family about your place where you are born or about success or something that symbolizes your own growth i think if the stager is honest with himself and doesn't their things just because they are cool and trendy it can help sometimes Yeah, it gives uh, fast results if you have bigger project where you have to put together a lot of rooms a lot of views and spaces you have to follow this thread that has to come from you from your inside you have to one concept that connects all together Yeah, maybe it's easier to imagine uh, immediately potential home buyer it would it be a family would it be a couple who is arriving uh, from uh, i don't know from stockholm and wants to spend uh, summers or or september doing the wine and so when we were talking with the owner about one room it was a little bit difficult to, to individuate this space okay it was like a formal dining room as formal dining rooms <laughs> in all the times it it is rarely used or it's, it, be, it stays always a little bit outside of all the functions. And it has this this function is so specific and so explicit that it's difficult to make it like a living, living part of the house. And so we were thinking, OK, let's make this room a place where uh, let's imagine that the buyer would be, I don't know, some kind of Russell Crowe who, is, who has inherited his house. <laughs> it's, you know the movie that I'm talking about,
0: the, A Good Year. Ah, where he went to Italy to buy the winery and he fell in love yeah, with the French a French woman. Friend, but
1: the idea he inherited a house in France from his yeah. uncle, and that was the point was, okay, let's imagine uh, his hero who is arriving and who has got used to careless life, that he knows how to enjoy the life, and that would be, maybe he would be sitting in this room and enjoying the wine from the best harvest uh, two years ago, or maybe his cigars or something, and so we were calling it the like a cigar room or something like that. And I think at the end we keep to this detail because it we cannot put in photos anything related with the nicotine and so, so but it was it was kind of this cigar room where he would really enjoy some high quality drink and connecting maybe with his friends and outside somewhere in Madrid. That's really yeah.
0: fascinating. So it sounds like you kind of built this backstory of this imaginary buyer who may look like Russell Crowe from that movie, (laughs) who I think was a banker or some sort of financial... Posh, really well to do guy. I don't remember, did he buy it or he inherited it? But he ended yeah, up. He
1: inherited it from his uncle, I think.
0: Yeah, and then from he ended up falling in love with the lifestyle and it ended up settling there. And so, oh, yeah. yeah. And I think Sardinia, like you said, because it is a very international destination, oh, yeah, I've never been, but I really want to, especially after I saw the house and I went on your Instagram. Because I always want to do a European retreat where we just have a group of 10 or so oh. of us and then we just get a private chef in and then we just spend a week working on our businesses and go to the mm-hmm. beach that kind of thing and then so when I oh, saw your Instagram oh great <laughs> I need to go on some fact-finding trip to Sardinia next year to scope out location that's yeah. something always I wanted to do for the school I do think that you really incorporate that kind of atmosphere and lifestyle into your staging and so let's backtrack a little bit so how did you get started in Staging? because you mentioned you have a bachelor in architecture how I'm did you arrive
1: no. i'm a little bit old already i had one bachelor in an international relationship latvia spain i got it in latvia and i already started a career in diplomatic service oh wow and then i got to know my husband who is Sardinian. and i left all my previous life and just moved to the southern europe when i arrived here i didn't know italian language I was good in other languages, but uh, Italian was missing completely. And so I decided the best way to learn a language is to be forced to learn. I agree. The it's the best. And, to yeah. do something like that. and so I, I started the architecture. It was a little bit casual choice because... I knew that my previous bachelor degree was very, very connected with cultural issues and literature and philosophy and that kind of things. And I didn't want to duplicate it. So I, I thought, okay, architecture has always been a dream. I thought, okay, <laughs> let's do it. At this point, I am completing these studies that have taken more time than I expected. I have two daughters, four and seven years old. All together, this is one more new project, and I'm explicitly a home staging. I started, I think, the first thing was with this house, actually. I did the house before I did the actual course of home staging. And when I arrived to this course, it was from Mirna Casadei. She's a very mm-hmm. popular home stager here in Italy. Mm-hmm. She's a TV star, and she's a very, very wonderful person. And she encouraged me a lot. Uh, I slowly started it. It's easy to do the staging part, okay? You do planning, that's exciting and drawing and outlining the concept of the house and the apartment. The difficult part is about making others to see the value of this service and convincing them to, to pay for it. That's still something that I have to work because I'm more of a creative person that I, I find it easy and relaxing to do all the other parts but very frustrating actually to do the customer and client finding and I think that's something that has to be done by some professional.
0: When I first started staging or taking all these different staging courses back in 2006, then there was this traditional idea of how home staging business should look like. But now I feel like it's really flexible. You know, you can definitely work to have your own staging company. You can also work Mm -hmm. under someone else to be their in-house stagers. And that could be another stager or that could be a state agent as well, yeah. you know, you can actually be an in-house stager for a brokerage. And thinking like Sardinia is so international and such a destination, a lot of people get into Airbnb staging as well. I mean we've seen yeah. really different business models now within the home staging industry. So I think that's really exciting. And the good thing I think about business is that I don't think really it's either or I just think that Mm -hmm. it's also a set of skills that you practice and eventually you get better at it. The business stuff is not rocket science once you figure out your systems and you keep Mm. refining it. Kind of the same thing with how you style as well. It took a while for you to arrive your signature style and now it's very fluid for you. It's a bit, I think, riding a bike in a way. It's that in the beginning you may fall off a lot and then you start Mm -hmm. figuring out different ways How to ride on a flat road, how to ride on cobblestone Mm -hmm. and how to ride a bike while holding a beer or whatever it is. You figure out different scenarios and just how it goes. But I think in general, in Europe, staging is still fairly new. So it does take a bit of more education with potential clients to really help them see the value of it.
1: And because people are here are very, but I think it's everywhere. They have no doubt if they have to style a bed and breakfast or hotel, especially if it is a private thing, because then they can immediately see the the results. And they say, oh, I just changed photos on booking. It's immediately I have all the summer booked. Yeah, There it is easier kind of because they have a direct connection in the immediate and for the persons who are selling their apartment, they are more like, yeah, but I can wait anyway for one or two years, and or it's a good uh, apartment, I will sell it anyway sooner or later. No, I I don't want to change a price or to invest more uh, because I know that it's. Uh. And so this is a little bit mindset. I think of the people of the island, (laughs) they are very, very extremely stable, very, very strong values, very, very strong families and traditions, and they are, it's very difficult to change their, the ideas that they have, that their grandparents have had, it's basically more or less the same as it has been, and so... Yeah, you have to, or you adapt, or uh, or you find something new, or you invent something that they find a feeling. If you find your niche, you are on horse. So, like for example, now it is very I don't know but that, uh, taking the videos with drones from apartments, from, from everything. Yeah, this is the one. Uh, one very, very strong. And then see that it's moving now. People are starting to take the licenses to have to take photos with the drone and that's more about photography, I think.
0: So you're saying that it's moving more toward drone photography in Sardinia now, in your market?
1: It is very popular. It's getting very, very popular because people like to see those videos and the music. And if it, if it is just one very apartment in the middle of vineyard, Airbnb. It's of course it's the atmosphere, and you can add to all the movement and the feeling of presence. And of course, it's more convincing and more inviting than than photos. There are people who are doing it. Who are doing it well i think i will let them do this because i i'm very taken by this uh, part of staging styling and uh, especially about the oh it's almost on the limits of interior design home staging for me is like one shortcut to the interior design and uh, i i just want to continue this and to see where it takes me to to find uh, my way because I, I want, yeah, I wanted that this styling is also not just for the moment of selling the house and taking pictures. I, I would like to have it to give this input for a little bit longer time, not, not so long as architecture and so, but maybe it could be also styling homes, but not something in the middle between their design and staging. For example, in America, I think United States, it's interior decorator is very, is one figure that is very very popular here it is kind of missing this step you have a home builder then all the rest you are doing by yourself and in your design you are asking just in your if you are just for commercial spaces basically and then if you start to get in it okay then you then you are doing this basically it's not very going i'd like to arrive to this
0: (laughs) yeah That's the flexible thing. It's once you get the styling skill down, it's really translatable to other Mm -hmm. discipline as well. If you know how to pull interiors together, you can be a stylist for photo shoots. Mm -hmm. You can do events as well. I mean, you can do interior decorating, go into the interior design, if you know how to deal Mm -hmm. with remodeling, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a very vast different directions within that one skill set, for sure.
1: Right now, in this moment, my side hustles, I call them, I help with the window styling for the shops and for a little bit with product styling. Yeah. For example, I'm working with one very, very little hair salon. I do basically just the window and their products in the window, but also there. It's all about inventing one story or it is one past somewhere in the countryside. And given that the space is extremely small, it's like 30 or 70 centimeters, something like this, you have to invent and, and to have it with very few objects, you have to create this story, to create this feeling. And it's a very, very good exercising for me because it's to create one vignette in very limited space with specific products, with shampoos and so, and to give this feeling. So this window styling is also one very appreciated because it's also one thing that talks directly to the customer and you can see the results immediately. They are more attractive to your space.
0: Yeah, we call it visual merchandising here in the States, but it's a really big part of selling process because it's not only packaging. Like you said, you're trying to tell the story about the product. And so once you've done that, it's creating this almost lifestyle as well. In a way, it's a lot like staging, you know, and so merchandising the house, but you're merchandising products like shampoo or clothes and stuff like that.
1: You have to imagine, always imagine the customer, the potential customer, his desires, his feelings, his dreams, and then connect it all with something, with this feeling and and to to create it. Arrived to this. I think the styling, uh, home staging, and home styling is very, is pretty much a process of uh, psychotherapy because you cannot say, okay, put here yellow flowers or do this and do that and it's okay. You you cannot give so concrete, so specific advices. You have to partially create that feeling and then to let the, the person continue by himself, so he also creates by himself this connection with the house. It's like psychotherapy, you need some input, you need some instruments, how to deal with it. And then at that point, when you are more able to, to create this connection and to realize if it fits to me, if this house will ever be able to correspond to my needs or it will simply will not fit. And so home staging, it's very, you have to remain neutral. You have to be convincing, but neutral and you cannot be very present and you cannot leave the feeling that there has a home or past here because they don't want to be seen as somebody who is not able to see it by himself. People like to be allowed to create, to think by themselves. And if you allow this, if you create these conditions for somebody to start to think, to start to adapt about what kind of table I will want this or there and uh, what kind of colors and so... He'll give a little bit nod, and then he continues by himself. The result is even more convincing, stronger. He will be more convinced about buying that place if he has had this chance to arrive there, kind of almost by himself.
0: Yeah, I think that's a tricky thing with staging, is that the space needs to look stylish, but not so personal where people can't imagine themselves living there. I think the key is they need to be able to position themselves in the stage home so that they can imagine they live in there. So it does need to have personality, but not so much where it makes them feel that they're in someone else's space. So what's your usual design process like? We talked about earlier where you kind of built up the backstory of the potential buyer coming into the space. We also talk about this as well, because Sardinia is still fairly new with staging. So How do you convince homeowner who might not be very keen on it? Maybe they have some doubts. How do you alleviate their doubts and stress and then really help them embrace the staging process?
1: The staging itself has to be very quick, I think. Even, for example, in this case of of the house, it was two days, but it was two days for both styling and both taking photos. Mm -hmm. So it was basically, we did, Some of the rooms on one day and then the other rooms on the other day. But it was all simultaneously. So I think it's one good thing if you manage to make the process that the owner sees, if you manage to make it as quick as possible. For me, myself, the styling starts in the moment, I think, when somebody allows or or agrees to have the service. So in that moment, in the time doesn't exist anymore or limits or something. You are constantly with the mind in the end of the process. The easiest thing for me is if I drew a quick sketch, or a very simple drawing, and basically it remains uh, as a final photo. I think about all the process, the longest part is of yours in in my mind because it's very about the movies and books that I have seen and places where I have traveled and then when I think about it and then I draw it, the final result, the photo almost always is identical to the sketch that I was drawing in the beginning. So I have found that for me that's the easiest way also because when I draw something it helps me to uh, remember all the details that I will need in this photo shoot uh, or in that specific space. Yeah, it really helps about remembering because being still at the beginning, I don't use tables where about the lists of Excel, what do I have to know, what do I have to buy, what do I have or so. It's very in my mind because there are a lot of things, for example, like in this house, when you have a good look around the house and you consider what do they have already, even if it's not in good condition, then you repair it or you or talk with the owner and keep cleans so the chairs even if they are broken or something like this but may, they make sense for that space it requires the most of the time to clean to find to adjust the existing things but it's investment that pays back immediately because it, It is so convincing in this specific area because, of course, it has been there for more than 100 years, most likely, and it's the same soul as the house. It's not about uh, imitating uh, one space or creating one artificially, one antique feeling that doesn't work. As the same as an in interior design, you cannot simply create one uh, historical interior and unless you are very, very taken by this, that specific period or by that specific style, it is not convincing for a vast majority of home buyers. You have to choose wisely and then to take away most of the things that you have chosen it's like when, for example if i have some notes or some space i take the objects and the items that would look well there i put them all together and then they, i take them all out <laughs> one by one or two and then at the end i'm leaving less than i planned but the less it is the more convincing it gets if it is the right thing or if it maybe one one white mug in the kitchen that you leave, or instead of all the fruit baskets that you have planted, <laughs> it was the case of also this uh, the dining room of the house table setting with the glasses and tableware and flowers and so and i did photos with all that like they were they were nice and pretty and in style but at the end the best photo is where there is all the dining table is empty and there are just two mugs sitting on it it's like (laughs) i think it's the best shot of all that uh, all that styling and it was at the end of the day after you have gone through this creative process and have done this. Yeah, I think that was the case when I was more prepared than I wanted. But at the end, I think without all that creative process, I wouldn't have arrived to that convincing in the final. And I think that maybe that's the problem is that I, for that room, for the dining dining table, I didn't have the sketch. I had sketches for corridors and for outside and inside for windows and so, but sometimes you are just missing and then you have to, I don't want to say to improvise. It's not about improvising. You have to spend half of the day or two hours doing all the table and then taking it all off and then you realize... What is the real character? What's the real feeling of that space? What he wants to show, to give to that story? What will be about that specific room? Yeah. Sometimes if you are in doubt, you have to accept this kind of delay when you don't know really, but you have to be prepared. That's for sure. You have to have thought about it a lot and then at the end it's not difficult but you have to have all this creative process be it in your mind be it in in two hours and all with with all the plates and
0: candles and flowers. I do think that storytelling process is very important because especially at home for Sardinia, if the object is not really fitting with the space, the buyers will immediately know and they kind of distrust Mm. it. And I think that's really fascinating. And it's really interesting when you talk about shooting the dining room with full glasswares and the full Mm. table setting versus having a simple centerpiece. Mm. I think it's really fascinating because I think it really depends on what works in your market because in the states when I used to do staging, I just really have a very simple dining table with a very simple mm-hmm. nice looking centerpieces We're really there to sell the space, not this full setting of stuff oh, okay. but the thing is when I was in Sweden, I was working under a interior photographer and when they shoot mm-hmm. real estate listings, they do a full dinner party kind of setup in the barn because you know a lot of swedish property you know they have barns or secondary house on their property yeah. and so they usually do some sort of especially midsummer, where they have dinner parties and stuff like that oh, so they will yeah. style yeah. the entire space like that but the thing is when mm-hmm. you actually go look at the house that's all gone right because they just styled it for the catalog so mm-hmm. it's really fascinating in sweden at least when i was in stockholm there is very lifestyle very magazine like it's interesting because looking at your work as well because you take photos for a property and they are also more editorial like magazines is that something that really works for your market i don't know maybe it's because italian really are into the joie de vivre lifestyle i don't know it just it's interesting the different ways of presentation in different countries or cities
1: I think that for apartments in the city that offer a middle budget, they are for them. I think it might not work. It would not be as convincing as something very easier, more fresh, maybe more. I don't. Know, it's a little bit difficult to, to identify for anything for any kind of service. You will get customers who will be able to connect with your way of things. For example, after this work, what I did, I got immediately another work and I had to do styling from an architect who is doing this earth plaster technique. Um, to how to do this bio, organic architecture and so and she had those plaster examples that had to be started and she said i picked you because i knew that you are able to communicate that feeling and it's a I hadn't taken any course of photography yet in that moment. And I said, but I'm not a photographer. She said, I know, I don't care, but I have seen what you can give, how you can see it. And for me, that has a value. So I think if you have your own language that people can recognize, they will come to you because of that, not so much. For some people, it might be not convincing. They will. I have been also a person who are telling me, but that's an old house. It's uh, all... uh, typically the shatanda broken it's it doesn't make sense you should have uh, maybe invested in restructuring or something like that so I, I know for them they definitely don't look for this and if they would watch a new house they would not definitely uh, find anything attractive about those i am trying to find this my language that would have both my you know, the things that i feel that i think that i have experienced and that would fit also to the to the needs of people if they want to communicate that feeling then they will have your product and maybe if you are less personal it would be easier to have more clients but uh, uh, i think then in that case maybe you would earn more but you would lose a part of yourself so you have to find one balance to stay trustful to yourself and to not enter in another extreme when you are doing something that nobody else understands but you are trusting to your gut.
0: No, I I love that actually. For the work that I'm doing now running the school, I agree there are things we can do to make more money but for me, impact is more important than income. That's why I really focus on building community and really providing value to community and if they want to buy a course, that's great. But at the end of the day, it is impact for me and then I love the point you said, language because I really think you really need to tell the story for the home or for the product that you're working on. But at the same time, you tell your own story, who you are as a professional. And I think that really comes through very strongly in your work. So how did you pinpoint your own language? Because I think that is a really million dollar question. How do we find that distinctive style as stager, as stylist, and to really... When people see our photos, they're like, okay, I know Anna did that. I know Cindy did that. How do we do that?
1: I think it's easy in the interior design and decorate. There are a lot of things that I have all bought or created years ago. I have lived in Denmark for six months. It was in Bornholm, another island. <laughs> and I think that has had extremely huge impact on me on my creative way of thinking. I think if you trust your gut, if you always have this idea in mind that I like interior design, I have to to do beautiful houses. And so you keep buying vases and such things that other, most of your family usually find completely out of sync. (laughs) Again, one white vase, (laughs) where will you put it? I think you, you have it inside of you and to define your visual language means to trust to yourself, to trust to your feelings, to realize who you are, what you like, what kind of movies do you like, what kind of feelings do you like, what kind of music you like. And if you just look at all the things that you, let's say, what you have to buy with this, your inner feeling, then your language visually automatically is creating, is forming I don't know, maybe it's more how to create your languages, more about how to create your inner yourself. But if you define your inner targets and you work for them, maybe you go to dance and to do in a hobbyistic level, something specific that you have always wanted or like playing a violin. And if you are investing in that inner growth, then your style comes out automatically and you don't have to think about it also then there is it becomes kind of mechanical process but it's like uh, stenography when you are just writing down what you hear it's automatically you just put it on the paper and it is or you you buy those things or and it is there so i think it, to define your language is more about defining yourself and the more clear vision you have about yourself the easier it is for creative people especially to have their own language
0: I think that's a really good advice for anyone out there who works in creative fuel it's really honing in and tapping into who you are and what are important to you and what inspires you and translate yeah. that into our work
1: there are so many possibilities to grow for ourselves that uh, and if you feel this need that maybe maybe you want to know all the wines or the wine yards that are typical to, I don't know, to Puglia or something like this. If you invest this in any way, if you go there, stay, I don't know, one month or do some course, then it will be, if you feel that this is your inner need, Then afterwards, you will see the result. Not that you become a sommelier, but it was your inner need as an interior designer. Then it just is giving such a depth to what you think and to what what you want to tell. And it is giving... You're more convinced about your choices because it's something that you have always desired. And most likely, you will find people who have similar desires or similar thoughts. And it's so connecting, though, because I think also there's... Our desires that we are uh, ignoring or not giving such an importance. I think that's what we have to really invest all the, our free time and because this is what is connecting people uh, to follow the dreams. And then you will have always <laughs> somebody who is connecting with you. It's, it's an incredible thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> if is. you consciously start one thing, then. Most likely in one day or two, you will find somebody who is confirming or just giving you more, adding more for you to reach this goal. So it's, very, it's a little bit philosophical if <laughs> we had but I think...
0: No, but, but there's a saying, actually, when you're ready, your teacher shows up. And yeah, I really exactly. believe in that, actually, because it happened so many times in my life as well. Talk about manifesting or mindset. You know, a lot of it yeah. is to attract that positive energy, right? I think if you're open yourself up to it then those opportunities or the right people or you just Mm -hmm. because you're thinking about it you are naturally more drawn to things or people who are doing those things already i know it's a little bit whatever but that's what i believe in as well i I really do think when you're ready your teacher will show up to help you
1: Mm -hmm. i'm very believing christian like i'm kind of letting my life life by jesus that's be shortened. But I think also in the Bible, it talks about uh, that we have to think about beautiful things, and we have to know that we deserve this, what we have inside these desires. And if you have this desire inside of you, it's being confirmed by by Jesus, by Plato, by philosophers, by law of attraction, whatever. If you are born with that desire and you realize it, you have to follow it. it, it it's not somewhere, just somewhere. You, you have it and you will feel fulfilled once you, once you strive for it, if you have the desire. So I think we have to follow what we feel.
0: Yeah, that's very encouraging. So it's our time at the end. So I just have one last question oh. for you. What would you say is your number one advice for someone who is trying to really refine and find their own style when it comes to staging and styling? Trust yourself. Oh, I love that.
1: Trust yourself. Do the best what you are the best. If you want to do something badly, then learn it. By all the means, learn it. It's worth also for myself. I wanted to tell you one thing, just a curiosity. There was a question, how did I shoot the styling?
0: Yeah, because you also take your photographs. If you want to talk about it, let's chat about it. No, I just wanted,
1: because it's a a funny thing. My photos, also the ones that I sent to you, most of them are taken by a cell phone, Samsung S9. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally fine. And I bought my camera, I think, six months after the project, the first camera, my Canon but it was by a bio, purely by phone. I had a photographer behind me. But Afterwards, I was looking at his pictures, his photos, and I thought, no, there is something that is missing. And if I have had that view in my mind already since the very beginning, and I don't see it afterwards, it is not what I wanted to tell. And so most of the photos I didn't use that he gave to me. <laughs> I used the mind from the cell phone photography is extremely, extremely important. And then you have to decide if you want to do it on your own or if you want to, to trust somebody. But then you it really has to be one person in sync with you, who you knows what you see or you, you simply draw what you want to see. But also that is one thing that if you want, you will find the right person. If you don't want to do them by yourself. I think that taking photos with a cell phone is extremely helpful. Because in camera you see it uh, immediately the flaws or something too much or something to add. In my case, most likely to take off. I <laughs> have to take out. Yeah. I like very much this this minimal style about less is more. <laughs> Especially if you have the space, your styling has his own. For example, here um, people often have to style the stagers that I know. The houses from sixties, seventies where you have the floors of this terrazzo uh, terrazzo mm-hmm. flooring and it has this extremely strong character it's basically in one phrase if the floor is dirty you will never see it because it's so overwhelming by its own pattern that you will just I love know. it <laughs>
0: I love yeah,
1: wonderful I love them, but you cannot add anything. You just have to add to the minimal and then take out or take something similar but not too overwhelming. It's very, very challenging. But those floors are extremely beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah. You brought up several really juicy points actually. Well one is the misconception of what camera you should use because I also work as a photographer and obviously I have friends now who also work professionally as a photographer. Mm-hmm. And I have friends Friends who shoot with the smallest cameras at Paris Fashion Week. I have friends who shoot with their iPhones and then put yes. those photos in exhibition. And yes, I think right. one of the really important thing you brought up is composition, really, because this is what I think is really important when it comes to styling. Yeah. I think one of the unique things about you and your design process is that you see a vision in your head of what the space needs to look like and you sketch yeah. it out. And then when you take photographs, you try your best to match that sketch in your mind and also mm-hmm. on your paper pad. And that's really important because it has to do with composition. A lot of yeah. times people have this misconception. I mean, this is a whole point because we have an interior styling course called Cash in a And it's really about looking at interior styling from a photographer's point of view. Mm-hmm. In addition to design theory or what we already know as people who work in interiors. Because... Most of our time now, our work is being viewed on the internet or on cell phones. Mm -hmm. The medium is really online nowadays. It's a really flat image. And most Mm -hmm. of the time, you're not really seeing it printed out or anything like that. So we really have to understand as designer or stagers or stylists, we really have to understand how photographers would translate our work into a photograph. And so composition is really, really important because if you don't compose a photo well, it's going to ruin yeah. the photo, actually. You brought a really good point with terrazzo floors. When we're there in person looking at it with the human eyes, we feel like, oh, it looks fine. But why does mm-hmm. it look terrible on the photo? It's because oh. it ruins the composition, Right. So then you have to simplify it in other areas to, in a way, put back the focal point, the key thing in that photo back into its mm. main hero, right? It's not mm. the floor, not the terrazzo, not the pattern, no matter how gorgeous it is. But when we're in person in a room, we see everything with our eyes. But when we look at a photograph, because it's a two-dimensional object, it flattens everything out. So when you see imperfections or things are really busy or the composition is not right 100%, it comes out really strongly versus when we see them in person. So yeah, so these are all very juicy topics when it comes to photography.
1: Home staging, it's very, very much about those side disciplines, as you said, about composition, photography, knowing the materials, the characteristics of textiles. Lighting as well, yeah. Yeah, lighting, it seems completely connected, but not exactly, but it is exactly. If you do those courses, they will produce the results maybe in longer time, but you will be more convinced about your choices if you have that kind of instruction behind of you.
0: Yeah. And then lighting is so important. One of the things you do really well in your photos is I think you have a really good sensibility to look at light because it really helps to build the atmosphere. Within your photos, when people are looking at homes in Sardinia, they think of ocean, they think of sardines, they think of all these things that make a beautiful Italian vacation on the island. And then so that atmosphere, the lifestyle aspect of it is really, really important. And I, I think that really comes through your storytelling, the way you compose the photos, the way you you. style the space. And so, yeah, so I thought that was a really exceptional thing to see and also be able to feature it in the awards. I find ourselves very lucky to be able to do that. Yeah, I
1: feel honored to have known you,
0: so it's absolutely... I think that's an amazing thing, especially now people are getting more and more into... Staging vacation homes like Airbnbs, that is even more so about lifestyle, about this kind of really aspirational thing, you know, vacation, what people really dream when they go on vacation. So I think it's really great that we're able to feature not only people from North America, but also from Italy. And we also have a winner from Thailand. Yeah, Yeah, it's just really nice to be able to see different design sensibilities come together it's a really cool thing I think to be able to do it so it makes me really happy that you won and you participated so thank you uh,
1: you are doing a huge thing I wanted to say you are extremely whatever I just started the courses and materials and you're producing so many things and materials
0: I don't, I don't understand how can you manage to do all that <laughs> I don't <laughs> know either <laughs> We're in the process of hiring right now, so hopefully we'll, we'll do better and we'll do more. Because I think one of the things I really want to work on for 2021 is to actually do more for our students as well, to really help people build. Because I think with COVID, especially, people's physical service are getting impacted. So I really Mm -hmm. want to figure out ways to help people to be able to cultivate different streams of income, to be more creative, Mm -hmm. and also really leverage the internet. I mean, our whole life has been changed. I mean, especially kids, they're the Zoom school generation. Mm -hmm. I feel it's really unprecedented. Kids are growing up. (laughs) With Zoom, you know, going to school at home and the way we do business are changing as well. Staging is such a physical service that we need to find creative ways to really pivot. And instead of wallowing, I really want to help people to find creative solutions and to really help people move forward and then just... Half the best home staging business they can ever want and achieve. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: I think that that part of, okay, you can use the applications for styling and for decorating, but I think maybe. Right now, there are very popular those uh, visual, uh, the visit from home. If you see one announcement, you can have one virtual visit of the house. It is being filmed by somebody, by the agent, usually. But still, you have to do the physical styling. Okay, maybe the customer can stay at his place and watch the video. But still, it has to be done and registered. But I think the the stagers are... uh, I like that part because you still have to create the atmosphere and everything and you have to be present and physical, I think. If all the things go wrong, maybe we will be the only person who will be allowed to go to the place. I hope so.
0: Well, I mean, from chatting with different stagers, I think it depends on what you're comfortable with, really, and then how creatively you can to provide solution to the clients. So during StagerCon, one of the participants was saying that they just do curbside drop-off. They prepack everything by the rooms and they label it very well. And they drop off at curbside. So the client will just come. So there's no contact at all. They pick it up and then they just do it through Zoom, tell them where to put Mm -hmm. what to help them figure out how to style the space. There are stagers who specialize in vacant, so that's easier in the sense where all they need to do is ask there's no one to be in the home, and it's clean mm. beforehand, and so they mm. just go in and do everything, and then they clean up afterwards mm. as well. Occupy is a bit different; you have to let, you have to ask them to leave the home, but there are ways to do our work for sure. No, but I think
1: it's a, it's a wonderful work. I
0: think it's amazing. Yeah, it it's is very crazy. wonderful. I don't know. People always feel oh, real estate is so soulless. It's all about money. But I feel like that's really a misconception. You talked about mindset earlier, clients mindset as well. I think what we do is really powerful, actually, because you're mm-hmm. helping someone get to the next phase of their life with more equity, with less stress. And I think it's a really actually joyful thing to also bring beauty into the space, not just staging for selling, but maybe you're helping someone you're styling their home so they can enjoy the space that they already have. And I think that's actually very powerful work. And it's not always about money. Well, obviously, yeah, we need money to survive. So yes, it is about money. But at the end of the day, it's also what brings you joy and what fulfills your soul really what makes the impact for your work for me that's what it really is about yeah because at the end of the day we spend a lot of time at work so I, I feel like it's important to do work that i actually like to do
1: and to make homes that are that are wonderful places where to stay or that are part of dream come true for somebody Yeah, yes really, and uh, if you will the stager will not put two lamps there maybe the next owner will never buy more than one lamp you have this unique chance to to give this the best what that that house could have it, yeah. at least in the, with the means that we have, but because it's so so often when people spend a lot of money buying a new, a new house and and it stays cold and they they are they don't understand what to do, what's wrong with it, because uh, it's not about the money, it's about yeah, we have to we have to create that for the most the most beautiful possible setting.
0: Yeah. So thank you so much for being on the show today. So that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help and support the show, there are three ways to do so. You can leave a review and rating on iTunes, you can share the show on social media, or you can donate to support the maintaining cost for the podcast. You can make a donation through the show notes or on the sidebar of our site. If you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do so. This will help us grow the show and book more guests. If you have any questions, feedback, and suggestions, you can comment on the show notes. You can also find the show notes by going to stagemorecom slash podcast. That's it. Have a fantastic week and happy staging.